Hi, this is Becky Pitts, host of the Becky Pitts Morning Show. This is Don Shields, host of the Don Shields Show. This is Joe Brantley, host of the Joe Brantley Show. This is Rob Pacey, voice of PBL Athletics. This is Dan Gee. And you're listening to the Jay and Kale Show. Presented by 104.9 WPSN Paxton And welcome back to the Jay and Kale Show. Man, that feels good saying that, by the way, with... Haven't had an episode since the trivia night, which was a pretty fun episode. That was another highly listened to episode, but we got a lot to break down. We took a couple week hiatus and we're back into it. Jay, what's up? Not a lot, man. It's uh, it's been a long time. Feeling kind of lost without this uh, two nights a week uh, meetup. But hey, I'm sure online school is pretty hectic, and uh, obviously, you know, the education location still comes first. So. Glad to finally be back, though. I don't know. I know your brother's in school still, and I don't know how he's dealing with it, but I'm going to tell you right now, this is probably one of the top ten things or top five thing, worst things I've ever experienced. Oh, he's on his computer all the time. It seems like it's an ongoing thing all day. He's obviously got meetings through the same platform we use here for our podcast, and, I mean, it's – he seems to be more full-time now than he was when he was actually going to class. So Yeah, it's nothing set in stone, and they're trying to make the best of it. But it's uh, it's tough. But, you know, it's just kind of the world we live in now. And uh, it's got, we've got to, how we got to move forward, I guess I should say. Yeah, for sure. Hopefully this will be all done with sooner than later. So. But, Jay, we got a lot to break down, and we're going to try to do it in, I don't know, 30, 40 minutes or so. But there's a lot. So first thing I want to start off with was I had I sent an itinerary. I got four episodes playing. This was the first one. I had the Illini, the last thing we're going to talk about. We got to move that to the top. Adam Miller just signed his letter of intent. I saw that. And I'm going to tell you right now, Illinois Mr. Basketball, he just won that this year through the, the circus that was around Adam Miller. It feels good to finally say, hey, he's going to be in Champaign whenever this is all over. Yeah, absolutely. I know there's lots of question marks, obviously, with Io being on some mock draft stuff and not being on some mock draft stuff. And obviously there being the question mark of somebody taking a chance on Kofi, even though, you know, I feel like he still has a little bit more of developing to do. Can't fault a kid for wanting to make the best of a situation and, you know, for the first time in his life, have some money instead of nothing. Absolutely. But, uh, yeah, obviously with all those question marks and then to to get some news like this today, it's kind of been a, a glimmer of light for uh, Illini Nation after all the stuff we had to go through. So I was trying to think of a title for today's episode, but I think I've already got it. And it's going to be – it's Miller time. I mean, how fitting Miller is that? Time. I love how, it. I how love fitting it. is that? I mean, you know – Number one, Illini basketball the last couple months or last month has been an absolute circus. And we didn't really expect all this what's happening coming. We expected one thing, but not the three things that happened. Right, exactly. And, you know, like we talked about with Iowa's draft stock kind of being hurt a little bit with not being able to play the tournament when he was kind of heating back up again. And then people talking about how he might not even get picked up in the draft. And then obviously that playing into Adam Miller, not showing up potentially. 
just, you know, finally good to hear some good news. So let's talk about that circus a little bit. Obviously, uh, for those of you that haven't seen, this will be posted hopefully tonight, but Adam Miller just committed uh, or committed, uh, signed his letter of intent, and then Io declared for the draft. It sounds like he's not coming back. I'm, I don't blame him, really. How If he comes back next year, Jay, how do you see, because I don't, how do you see him raising his stock any more than he already has, unless he develops a three and shoots 40%? Yeah, that's something that's uh, going to be really hard for him to do. Obviously, not saying he couldn't do it, but any more, more sports is just one of those things to where, you know, basketball, baseball, football, obviously all of it. The more time you don't spend in the pros, it just seems like your draft stock goes down. They're, uh, they're after more potential and, uh, you know, kids that show upside than, uh, you know, 23, 24-year-old athlete who has some experience. You know what I mean? They're just yeah. looking for the longevity. And and then I, I'm with you. I think this is the best possible thing for Io in his career. So, Io can rest it on his shoulders at night when he goes to sleep saying, hey, being from Morgan Park, the south side of Chicago, he can say, I helped almost single-handedly rebuild that program. That's what he can hang his hat on at night. Yeah, and, I mean, that that was that guy's mindset. You know, they were – if you go back, it was kind of funny, you know, me being bored the other day, I was looking back, scrolling through some tweets and stuff last year when things weren't going so well, and a guy like I, I was just telling a Illini nation through tweets, you know, trust the process. We're going to get back there, you know, and everybody kind of shrugs their shoulders and rolls their eyes and, and here we are. So, you know, I think it's a, a long time coming for that guy and he, you know, deserves everything he gets in the future. So. Absolutely. And once again, thanks to IO. We haven't said that on this platform yet. Thanks to IO for getting the line basketball back to where it belongs. That's, that's one thing that just really, you know, as big of a Cubs fan as I am, big of a Bears fan and whatever, uh, Illinois basketball just as a fan and not as a member of the media is something that has always been like my favorite thing ever. And I don't know why. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, there's a lot of behind the scenes type things that I think he's done, you know, recruiting that people don't realize, you know, it, we always have these bitter conversations about these top players in the nation from Chicago that never stay home. And, and now we finally get one to stay home and, and he proves his worth. And, and, you know, hopefully guys from that area are going to want to follow in his footsteps and say, Hey, you know, I want to stay home too. And I want to put on for my state and, that way my family's closer, everybody can come watch me. You know, hopefully this is just a trickle effect for the Chicago area and possibly us getting some more recruits. So. Well, we got one, and it's from Morgan Park, same place I was from, and, and Adam Miller, and he's coming next. So, hey, it's the next man up. Speaking of next man up, staying on the line of basketball, Kofi, as I, we were talking about that, you hit it. I think he's going to do the same thing Io did. He's going to go through the process, get told what he needs to work on, come back another year, and then try again. Yeah, which I think is is a good thing for him. I mean, we talked about it. Obviously, he had his ups and downs foul trouble-wise. But, I mean, game-specific, I mean, this is a, a freshman in college. And he got better every game in the deepest conference in the country. Yep. I mean, I feel like even when things weren't going extremely well, he never really regressed, if that makes sense, you know, skill-wise. He was always wanting to learn and get better and – I think the best possible thing for him is to get that feedback and 
and come back and work another year because, I mean, what, he'll be 20 by the 19, 20 by the time he gets drafted next year. So he doesn't have to worry about the age factor or anything like that. And plus, it ain't like he's getting any smaller. So. Oh, and, and you, you hit something right there that I want to talk about. If you watched the very first game of the year, which I was got to the privilege of being at, was the exhibition game against that little Division II school uh, from Romeoville. I can't remember the name off the top of my head, but he was the worst player on the court. You go oh, yeah. all the way back to the Iowa game. He's a sponge. He remembers information of what he did wrong and where. You can look at the Iowa game of how he shut down Garza in the paint. I mean, he still got 27 points in that game. But he limited Garza. So from game one to the final game of the year, how much that guy improved. Yeah, I've never seen know, anything like that. I completely agree. And the other thing that I was really impressed with is just how how fearless he is. You know, it's he talks in interviews and, and Coach Underwood talks about him. I mean, this is a kid who came from nothing. Right. You know, there's a lot of people that would be pretty skittish to come over here and have such a a big weight riding on their shoulders, you know, being this big recruit who's supposed to take us places. And, I mean, this is a kid who, who welcomed adversity. I mean, he wanted another chance at Garza. You know, he wanted to guard um, – oh, why am I drawing a blank? The kid from Minnesota. Daniel uh, Oturu. Yeah, you know, he, he wanted to he wanted to be paired up with guys like that, whether he was or not, you know, that game-specific, sometimes that changed. That's beside the point. He's just a kid who really impressed me, and, and I'm really happy to, to see him go test those waters. And, you know, maybe something happens, maybe it doesn't. But regardless, he's, you know, he's not losing that work ethic. And if he gets to come back, hopefully win, based on that uh, Instagram bio getting switched back. I'm uh, eager to see how his future is here in Champaign for another year, hopefully. Moving on to the class of 21, which is good to see that they're looking this far out. I don't know if you saw this or not. Luke Good, uh, who is an Indiana native, I believe he's from the Terre Haute or West Lafayette area. He had offers. He did not have offers from the two in-state Division One Big Ten schools there, but he had offers from every other Big Ten school. And he's a prolific three-point shooter. He's a guy that when you look at him, like, okay, this guy's going to hit some shots from the corner and in clutch situations. Maybe not his freshman year, but as time moves on. Yeah, absolutely. I mean. Obviously, as we've seen, you know, you being a big uh, professional basketball fan, the NBA, and it's growing on me quite a bit, too. I mean, that three-point shot, I mean, that's evolving this game. And the more weapons I feel like you have from behind that three-point line just just gives you more options for not only guys like, you know, potentially Io or ball handlers that create or Andre Curbelo, you know, it just, yeah. it just gives options to big men, too. I mean – when a team's got to respect that three, there's a lot of things that can go right for you. And, you know, that's one thing that is going to – I think in Illinois is going to benefit from. Number one, Carbello's going to lose all the summer workouts because all that's going to get canceled. We just got to think about that now. Um, you look at that. Carbello sets everybody up. So he'll be a sophomore when Luke Good gets here, right? And unless he reclasses and comes next year, but I think he's only a junior in high school, so I don't know how that would work. But, you know, in, you get good here. Say you had Kofi, 
a third year, which I don't think will happen, but, man, that would be unbelievable. And then you have Coleman Hawkins. You have Hutchinson and Grandison. And, you know, Adam Miller, if he's here for a second year, that team, whew, what I'm thinking about in the future and what Underwood is too, but what Illinois basketball is going to be is scary to think about for other Big Ten schools. Yeah, absolutely, and extremely exciting for us. I mean, how long have we been waiting to be at the top of the league like we were this year just to see what would happen, you know? Yep. I mean, you play that well all year in the regular season, anything can happen tournament time, good or bad. So you'd have to like to think that, you know, a team like us who played well in the latter stretch after that skid kind of towards the middle, I mean, we were as hot as anybody in that league. Oh, yeah. And, in you know, that's – Something that we've been waiting for since, what, 05? You know, any type of consistency, I guess, is the word we're looking for. And, you know, we haven't had that since the Lou Henson era, if you think about it. Absolutely. And, you know, hopefully, like we've talked about here so far, that this is just a a change in the culture and the Illini basketball is back. And then one more thing on Illini basketball I got. Uh, there's a guy that has – Illinois, he was on the radar for uh, recruiting, I believe, the year before last. So, yeah, it been t- th- for this upcoming uh, year, he would have been eligible. Uh, Francis Okoro is his name. I, pron- I wrote it wrong on Jay and I's uh, cheat sheets that we write out. But um, he is a transfer from Oregon. He was on Illinois – or he made, Illinois made his top five when he committed to Oregon. Uh, he didn't, you know, there's some writing on the wall there. He's 6'9". He's, his offensive capability isn't as good as Kofi's, but he's a rim-to-rim guy. He's a big man at 6'9", like I said. Uh, you know, and he doesn't have much family in the United States. He, the closest family that he has in the United States will be in, at Bloomington because I think his uncle and aunt are teachers at Normal West. So yep, maybe that will help a little bit. Normal West kid. It's actually kind of funny you say that. Dad refereed him when he was uh, in high school and then – Another crazy stat is, uh, I'm sure you remember Brandon Hyen. Yep. From PBL, he does some stuff with uh, personal workouts for, uh, it's called the Pure Sweat Fam. He's a, pretty much just a personal trainer for basketball skills, and he actually worked with Francis quite a bit. So it's been kind of fun to watch uh, Brandon Hyen follow him and kind of give updates and things like that, and then to obviously hear news like this of him possibly coming back to this area. I mean, that's that's good. He he got some minutes for that Oregon team. Obviously, I did see that, you know, he was going to probably sideline himself regardless of what the transfer right. rule dictated just to, to maybe get rid of some injury stuff. But still, regardless, long, lanky, very athletic. I'm sure over uh, in the Pac-12 with Oregon, he's worked on some of his outside shooting and stuff like that. So, I mean, at 6'9", he can be a matchup problem. So, imagine that. So, you're talking – I saw that, too, that he's willing to sideline himself for a year, no matter what the transfer, because he's had some had some injuries. But you lose Kofi after this year, right? Say Kofi comes back. You have Georgie, and then you have Akaro to replace him. He's not as big as Kofi. Maybe he could become a rim protector um, and maybe, you know, just be a physical presence down low. But you have Georgie and him next man up. It's another situation. It's I mean, it's amazing what is what's happening. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, not only the competition that those guys will face from other teams, but the competition that they're going to face from each other on a day-to-day basis in the gym. You know, I just feel like that would be a great addition. So, I mean, anything that makes our squad better 
Moving over. So Jay and I are going to follow that. Uh, well, I, I don't know. I'm sure you will. I'm following it hard because I always, always follow Illini basketball. There's some gripes I've got about the 2021 class. I know this season I'm fine, right? This season I'm confident in Lovey Smith and what he's gonna, the product he's going to put out on the field if we ever get to see it. Um, but next year, he we've got one commit for the 2021 class. That yeah, that can't happen. It can't. It just can't happen. Yeah, I'm with you. There are definitely some question marks, and I'd have to say I'm on board with uh, you know kind of wondering about what our plans are, but Minnesota, Minnesota has 12 total recruits for the 2021 class. Now, obviously not everybody's ranked yet. Keep this in mind. When I say this, there's going to be some guys that pop up this year in the, in the high school that are going to deserve to be ranked. But with the 12 recruits Minnesota has, Jay, they have the top recruiting class for 2021 in the NC2A, not just the big 10. Yeah, that's – I mean, that's scary. Obviously, like we talk about, our squad bettering itself and uh, potentially getting these players to, to come play, you know, while you do get excited, you see things like that. Teams like Minnesota, obviously, with that recruiting class you're talking about for 2021. And, you know, let's not forget about the powerhouses, the Michigan States, the Ohio State. Michigan. And the Wisconsins and the Michigan, you know, those – I'm sure those squads are going to bring some guys in too, so – you know, it, it, there's never a dull moment in our conference, whether it's actual games or recruiting or recruiting classes. I mean, it's it's uh, it's fun all year round. So a lot of people don't follow recruiting, and I get it. You know, it makes sense because there's a lot to follow. So, and just just hey, we're gonna watch these guys as soon as you get them here, and that's fine and dandy. But you know, I kind of like to follow the guys that are gonna be playing or that we get. You know what I mean? Absolutely. But that's where we're at for Illini. Um, We'll have more on that here, I'm sure, because everything's changing every day. Um, another one thing I want to get out of the way before we move on to the NFL is that the IHSA, Jay, has canceled all spring postseason events. And with the, yeah, and they should have – I knew it was coming as soon as uh, the governor of Illinois closed all schools for the remainder of the academic year. I mean, that's just – that was coming. Yeah, you know, it's a terrible thing. Um, you know, obviously – I'm sure you're in the same boat. I mean, heart goes out to all the senior athletes and yep. seniors in general. I mean, all seniors, people participating in their last year of high school. I mean, while it's not the end-all, be-all, it is something special. Memories, man. Uh, right, and for them to not get to experience that, whatever it is, you know, sports, ag, band, music, all that prom. stuff, you know, prom. Uh, you know, heart goes out to them. And, and I know that it's a strong class. You know, they've been through a lot. And uh, I have no doubt they'll bounce back. But, uh, yeah, just, just really disheartening. I did some research on this in the area. And there's one, since we cover them, the WPXN listening area, and we do a lot of, a lot of stuff with uh, this school. But I saw something when it comes to spring sports. I was kind of looking through some records or some state-bound teams for baseball track or individual records and I saw something the other day that Bailey Downing of St. Joseph Ogden Spartan softball is three off three home runs away from uh, becoming uh, sole possession of first place for the national home run record high school level that's crazy doesn't get a chance to try it and she would have broke that and they were saying in the in the first three four weeks of the season oh she would have shattered it I mean 
Uh, she I, I she leaves us. I have some friends from the St. Jerry, and, and I don't follow the Spartans a ton, but, I mean, that's a name that gets thrown around quite a bit. Obviously, lots of big schools after her. And oh, yeah. Her to not have her senior year and, and like you said, not get a, a chance at a amazing milestone like that. That's it's just it's awful. But that's uh, enough of the heartfelt stuff. Let's get into some fun stuff. How about it? I'm in. The NFL. Jay, I texted you this because what a world we live in. First of all, we missed this. Tom Brady to the Bucks. I didn't peg the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to be a top destination for Tom Brady. I never would have said that. I, feel, I thought for sure he was heading to L.A. Yeah, I mean, we talked about it for weeks prior to – you know, talks really amping up. I mean, obviously, we knew uh, the rumors when we saw him house shopping and stuff that, you know, New England was probably not in the picture anymore. Yep. And, uh, then for him to announce he's leaving and all of a sudden Tampa Bay gets thrown in there. I mean, have you seen the potential offensive weapons that that team could have? That's what I want. That's what we're going to get into, my friend. <laughs> all right. I figured um, that's where we were going. Okay, second big thing. Number one, my favorite NFL player right behind William the Refrigerator Perry uh, is back. Gronk is by far one of my favorite athletes of all time. And if, and <laughs> just because of the way he is, how can you not like Gronk? I don't like the Patriots, never have, never will. Probably still won't like Tom Brady, but I love Gronk. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. Wears the emotion on his sleeve, plays hard every game. He steps on the field, loves to win. He's a good teammate. Obviously, he's got some, uh, you know, some, some drama stuff off the uh, field that he's gotten into a little bit of trouble with his image. But, hey, what kid doesn't like to have fun when you're making dough and winning Super Bowls? Right. I mean, you know, that's called living life right there. Absolutely. <laughs> you can't fault a man for that. All right. So, they got Gronk, right? So, now we have Tom Brady and Gronk. And, first of all, Jamie's Winston, the dude who threw 75 touchdowns and 75 picks last year and for 4,000 yards wow. and 4,000 more picks, he's out of a job just like that. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Uh, and you know he's gone. When the when the goat comes knocking at the door, like, hey, I want to come play in Tampa. They're like, all right, man, see ya. <laughs> yeah. And how how do you feel we're for Jamie? Really sorry, but uh, we're gonna give the job to this guy. Jamie's Winston can say that Jameis can say that he uh, got replaced by potentially the best quarterback of all time. So kudos to him when he put that tweet out. I I laughed for probably five minutes. Got to give respect where respect's due. That's right. Um, so, let's go into this offense. Um, Gronk, Tom Brady, they have Mike Evans. So, there's his deep ball guy, his 50-50 ball guy, one that rare one that he does want to throw. Um, he's got Godwin across the middle for those slant routes. So, there's his new Julian Edelman. Uh, and then O.J. Howard, potentially. I mean, come on. But I'm missing somebody. I know. It's it's absolutely crazy the amount of uh, progress that that team in Tampa Bay has made with just the addition of obviously probably one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. And then his buddy just decides, hey, you know, the only quarterback that's ever going to throw to me is Tom Brady. So now that he's playing again and uh, going somewhere else, I think I'm going to come back too. 
And they got Gronk for a fourth-round pick. I mean, you know, yeah, obviously. Yeah, an absolute steal. Yeah, for three years ago, Gronk is a first-round pick. And he has been retired. He's been out of the game for a year. I understand that. But still, it's Rob Gronkowski for a fourth-round pick. Yeah, I mean, it's basically for nothing. I mean, what, he's got like $10 million left that the Patriots will have to play him. Yeah, so I'm sorry. They, they, they swapped that contract, from my understanding, is what the terms of the deal was or what was remaining is since he retired as a Patriot at the time, they still had the, his rights to the contract, obviously. So he had one year and $10 million left. So they just sent that to Tampa Bay. Is Perfect. Tampa Even Bay took it on. Win-win. Yeah, they're only paying him $10 million. That's an even bigger steal. And he's got a pretty good chance to go deep in the playoffs if all this stuff happens. Absolutely. And odds on favorites, I would say the Ravens would be up there. I would put, man, the Ravens and the Bucks. I guess. Maybe the Texans, know, but they, right? they, they sent DeAndre Hopkins away. The, uh Deshaun Watson has nothing, literally nothing, if you think That's about it. That's a shame, isn't it? Oh, it's a shame. Just thinking he could have been throwing balls down Robinson. That's what I'm saying. Now <laughs> Nick Foles is going to have to do it. I'm not confident in that either. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, I don't know. I don't know who – if I had to sit right now and somebody said, hey, pick a Super Bowl winner, I'd have to go with, with Tampa Bay or the Ravens. I'm with you. I mean, obviously, I guess – if we throw somebody else in the mix, just to be in the mix, I mean, you maybe have to give Tennessee a fighting uh, chance yeah, okay. because of their offensive line. And obviously right. Derrick Henry emerging is one of the more premier backs in the league in like a five-week span. <laughs> Who'd have thought I'd have put my trust in Ryan Tannehill? I, could, I know. He makes that offense look good, obviously, when you're handing it to a, an absolute truck of a running back who can run fast and at the same time mow you over at the linebacker position. I mean, that helps. So the NFL draft is tomorrow. For those of you that haven't been paying attention to any sports, um, and I'm really excited because this is going to be the first. I, I watched the Jordan docs. Did you watch the Jordan documentary Sunday? I did watch some of it. I, I taped the majority of it so I can watch it. I, I want to watch it like back to back. So I'm going to finish watching it on like Saturday and then watch the new one. I, fair enough. I mean, I get you. I mean, and I'm just glad number one, the last or the final dance gave us uh, something to look forward to. And I'm glad ESPN dropped it like a month or so earlier than what they were originally going to. But now think of this, Jay, we got two things to look forward to this week. And one of them is tomorrow for us. Um, it's the NFL draft, and then we got the episode three and four on Sunday with Dennis Rodman. Absolutely. Happy NFL draft eve, my friend. (laughs) Um, Here's my top five, and I don't see how this will change unless three and four change. I got Burrow going to the Bengals, Burrow's Bengals. Um, Chase Young to the Redskins, Isaiah Simmons to the Lions, and Jeff Okuda to the Giants. I saw your picks in that text so i i guess only put four to oh yeah i know i uh i had to do some research because i hadn't been following that a ton and after looking at your mock top five it was a uh, pretty hard for me to, to dispute with all of the uh 
the evidence and stuff that I that I did research wise. Chase yeah, Young. Who did you have going forth? Uh, Jeff Okuda to the Giants. That's right, Okuda to the Giants. He's that. I think he's where is he? He's a corner, and I can't remember what college he's from. Hang on. Yeah, he's uh, Ohio State. Yeah, that's what. That was there was some uh, there were some discrepancies there, not between me and you, but some of the mocks that I looked at. Yeah. Some had him going three. Some had him going four. Obviously, three to the Lions, four to the Giants, and then a couple that I saw had the uh, the Jedrick Will Jedrick Will Jr. I think yep. the kid from Alabama. Yeah. Some had him. Some had him going fourth, and then the majority of the ones I saw actually crazy had. Tua going like fifth or sixth. I saw Tua as low as 12. I know. That's what I'm saying. Some you see him way low, and then some you see him way up there. <laughs> You're like, what? I, I wonder what he's thinking right now. Some, somehow, I'm going to throw my two cents out there, and I want you to kind of rebuttal off of this. Somehow, I seriously think that Tua or Jalen Hurts is going to end up in New England, and I think that they're going to be – Bill Belichick's next project. It's going to be one of them. Somehow it's just going to work out where old magical Bill pulls some sort of magic to where it's going to be Tua or Jalen Hurts. And if Tua falls that far, which wouldn't surprise me, uh, just because of that said magic I talked about, we got to watch Tua Tegaviola with the Patriots. And I mean, could you imagine a guy like Tua who's already extremely detailed playing for a guy like Saban? Going to Belichick. Going to Belichick. I mean, you know, it's hard to think that a kid like that with his pedigree would fit right in in a system like that in New England. In in your opinion, what do – oh, before I say this, this draft, when it comes to quarterbacks, is bad. It might yeah, be mean, worse than last year. Joe. That's it. Bur- Joe Burrow. Tua. Jalen Hurts. Um, Jalen Hurts, the kid from Oregon, he'll Her- probably go. Herbert. Herbert will go up there. I, and think that's, Herber- I think Herbert could potentially go top ten. I think he goes before both uh, Jalen Hurts and Tua. I think that injury that Tua suffered – and then having that surgery where they put those pins in his ankle, they sent all that rotation to his hip. Yeah. I think they're going to be thinking about that. And then you got a guy who is never really in the big-time spotlight, and a guy like Jordan Love from Utah State. Yeah. A lot of guys have going, you know, like 18, 19, 20-ish. And then, you know, it, it seems like a guy like him might run into something. Obviously, another – not necessarily smaller school, obviously very good, but a guy like Carson Wentz yep. from a North Dakota comes in and shows that he belongs before the injury bug got him. So I'm with you. The quarterbacks are not appealing to the eye, but obviously we've seen what uh, what that's gotten us uh, sports fans, uh, uh, hence Tom Brady. Yeah. <laughs> and then, I don't know, I think it's loaded with defensive players. Oh, yeah. Isaiah Simmons, Chase Young. I mean, they're, they're in my top four, there are three of them are defensive players. Chase no. Young, Isaiah Simmons, and Okuda. Okuda, and then, like, you go down the list of 
a lot of them. I mean, the kid from Louisville, the Becton kids in there. Yep. Derek Brown from Auburn, defensive tackle. I mean, they're they're everywhere. I'm looking one up. Henderson, the cornerback out of Florida. Ken Law, defensive tackle, South Carolina. Yeah, Ken Law, he's he's real. Whoever ends up with him, I think is a is a a. Uh, so here's the thing. Here's I'm looking at. Um, I'm going to change the letters up. BCS. I'll let you do the math on that. Yeah. They've got Jedrick Wills Jr. going fourth, which he <laughs> is the offensive lineman out of Bama. We talked about him. And then it's crazy, like, they, you know, that you have all these ideas of where you think guys are going to go, and then, you know – People completely forget about the trades, like people trading up and trading picks away, yeah. like while it's going on, you know. Right. That's what I love about the NFL draft. Oh, here. Funny. I was laughing the other day. Maurice Jones drew the the old running back, you know. Uh huh. His mock draft. I mean, I would like to think because he was a player that you know he may have some inside information, but I mean, I looked at his mock draft the other day. It just made me think of this. I mean, it, it was crazy. He's got Herbert going first, Tua going second. That that's somebody looking for clicks, isn't it? He's got Joe Burrow going fifth. Yeah, right. Come on, man. Why would the Bengals release Andy Dalton if they're not gonna go get Burrow? That's what I'm saying. You gotta use logic. You know what I mean? I'm with you. Quick and, yeah, okay, so I'm gonna throw two names at you here. And this is kind of – this would make sense to me. Uh, number 10, first pick 10 in a mock that I'm looking at from said BCS. <laughs> um, yeah. They've got Jerry Judy going 10th to Denver from a trade with Cleveland. And with all of the stuff that's surrounding around with Odell Beckham Jr. potentially ending up in Minnesota on a trade, why would they get rid of Jerry Judy? I think he's the I best receiver no in the class. I think he's better oh, than C.D. Lamb. Hands down. I mean, that's another type of kid, like instant impact with whatever team he signs with. He, Jerry Judy is CBS, oops, BCS has him ranked as the second best wide receiver in the draft. They have C.D. Lamb over him. I don't agree with that. Yeah, and I think, it, honestly, it's probably all the national hype that, you know, CD got, He you know, flamboyant, fits the professional mold as far yeah. as personality type, stuff like that. If you're in my war room, Jay, I'm telling you right now, I'm taking Judy over Lamb just because he's a team guy. And I'd say there is a lot of guys in your front office that would argue with you. Yep. <laughs> But I don't know. That'd be the an interesting. Throw you in the throw you in the draft day movie. Put me in there for the Bears. Put me in there for the Bears, please. And What's take your me first move. Are, are you are, are are you taking Ryan Pace's job or are you helping him? Um, I make all the decisions, but he signs the paperwork. How about that? Um, uh, that sounds like a plan. Number one, I'm gonna tell him to go get some some tight ends. 
somehow, somewhere, even though this is a bad class for tight ends. That that draft was last year when you had all the tight ends. Hawkinson and uh, who am I missing? Noah Fant, both Iowa guys who went back-to-back. So you're being nice. You're sending him for tight ends? I'd, I'd take him to tight ends. I really I'm sending am. Him, I'm sending him to get coffee <laughs> for everybody in the room. And then drop and then drop it off and get out. <laughs> that's what I'm sending him to get. Oh, uh, well, I mean that's a fair assessment. I, I, I don't, I don't, I, I still think he would mess that up. Oh man, I just that's harsh of me, but I mean, the 2015 draft settled it. Man, what we've been I, what, too much. We've been through too much to have any pity for that guy. Sorry, not sorry. And you know what? And I will say this. I think on defense, Brian Pace is a genius. Look at that defense. He's, he's just signed Artie Burns or Burns. Artie Burns from, from Pittsburgh? Yeah, I will give you that. Lockdown he's, corner? He is uh, he's making his final gasp for air before he drowns because, by goodness, he is drowning in a lot of the eyes of Chicago sports fans, sports fans in general. Yeah, the national media is yeah. uh, going, what is this guy doing? I don't know. The Bears, they don't have a pick, and I don't think until the second round, right, is what oh, I yeah. yeah okay. We, once we got Khalil, all of our first-round picks are tied up, I think, until like 2022, maybe 23. Well, that's good to know. I know, right? Speaking of that, I want to know how many picks the Raiders have in the first round. So there's one. Let's see. Let's see. Two. And they have. They've got two. And I know one of them is ours or was ours. Oh, yeah. Two first round picks. Man, talk about some Gruden grinders going to be coming through the cracks. They've got C.D. Lamb going to Oakland. With the twelfth pick, that would surprise me. And then who else does they have? They've got Jeff Glant Gladney from Texas Christian as oh, a TCU. He's a corner. He is the projected the position ranked. He's the sixth best corner in this draft. Huh? I would have never expected that one. That's about like drafting E.D. Reed. Oh, they, these guys got uh, Herbert going to uh, New England. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I'm eager to see how that would go. Your boy Jordan Love that you talked about, 25 yeah. to L.A. to the Chargers, Tua to the uh, Dolphins. So that would put him at fifth. Yep. Yeah. I see him falling farther, though. I really do. So do I. I, I. There's a lot of people that are taking him in the top five. A lot. I'll be amazed if he falls or if he goes before the top or in the top five. I know, we know the talents there, right? We know that. Right. But you get in the NFL. What is it? It's a business. That There's, it is, my friend. Quarter, your quarterback is what you build your team around. And, and your uh, your playmaking quarterback is what sells your tickets. Yeah, look at Lamar Jackson, number one. 
That's what I'm saying. Let's move on to the MLB. The draft is tomorrow, so we got something to watch and talk about on our next episode. Uh, let's see. The MLB has proposed the idea of playing in empty stadiums in Arizona. Now, the players are all going to have to be tested, each individually, and they're all going to have to be quarantined um, by themselves. So, they'll be self-isolated. And if the 2020 season does get canceled, each player gets $70 million guaranteed. That's crazy. That is a crazy number to me. Yes. So each player on an active roster, each active player on the roster gets $70 million guaranteed. That's the what the CBA or the CBA, the yeah, the CBA and the MLB work together on the players association. Seventy million for active roster players. Think of how many guys are on the active roster in the MLB. Yeah, think about the rookies or younger yeah. guys that are getting a shot. The guys like, you know, the Javi Baez that were paid, you know, almost nothing when yep. those guys won the World Series making seventy million. Hobby I'm Baez. sure they probably wish that they would be playing, though. Uh, and if I had to tell you right now, that guy that you just named right there, if the season were to be played like they're talking about, I bet he goes right in and starts playing. Because that's, oh, that, that's a guy that loves the game of baseball right there. He, and he is by far one of the most – or he, he's the top five, top ten at least in, in middle infield. Oh, easy. If the, Well, he got the cover for MLB The Show this year by the way. That is true. Rub that, that in a little true. bit. Hey, well-deserved. <laughs> I'm glad you're a good sport. For now, man, the season hasn't started yet. Yeah, I, I might know. be a little hostile when that NL Central race starts heating up. Well, that's what I'm – if uh, hopefully we get it, and that's what I'm saying is because this is – we're going to change our tune a little bit till the Bears get back. It's going <laughs> to turn into, like, some Skip and Shannon type stuff. Oh, man. That would Stephen be. A. You'll be like Stephen A. That's what it's going to come down to. <laughs> I know it's going to come down to that because I just have a feeling the Cubs are going to be extraordinarily bad, and I am going to be very angry because we missed our window. You're, I don't know, man. Something's going to happen, though. You're right. This uh, this uh, honeymoon stage of us agreeing with each other all the time when baseball season comes out, it might might change the tune a little bit. <laughs> so I'm saying at least till football. <laughs> at least till football. Oh. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, no, this uh, this feels good to get back. I'm glad we got had some stuff to talk about. We waited a couple of weeks because I was, number one, trying to figure out what I was doing with school, and uh, we're trying some new things around the station. First thing I'm going to throw out there, Jay, is we need to send people to the website. Make sure you go on there, visit our website, make sure you bookmark it. That's a lot of information being up there daily. We're revamping it and making sure it's the best we can we can make it. Uh, you can find all of our episodes on there as well. You know, if you don't have a smartphone and you can you can find us, you can even tell your Alexa to play us now, Jay. That's how high tech we are over here. I love it. And the new tower is going up. Yep. I see it. I see it every morning at work. Guys are out there in the back of the warehouse putting that up. They're uh, making pretty good progress. So hopefully sooner than later, I know the boss man's probably ready for that thing to be up. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. We're, uh, we're, we're anticipating that to get done here, hopefully rather quickly. Um, you know, that's one thing that, uh, that one of the reasons why we started this is to give us another platform to get our uh, voices on here. And not only that, me and you aren't back on terrestrial radio until football season starts. So that's another reason. Man. And it's going to be here before you know it. I know. It was amazing how fast it went, though. Because, I, I mean, I came in, what, week seven, something like that, when I took over. 
on yeah, Saturday you felt mornings. Like you were just getting rolling and comfortable when it ended. And then it ended. Yep. And then, uh, but anyway, so make sure you check out the website. And then uh, a couple other things. Um, make sure you're subscribing to us. Jay, we're going to go down to, I think, one day a week for right now, just to kind of let some information pile up. If something happens where there's nothing going on, because I don't got much going on, really. I know you t- we've talked about this before, um, where we'll get an emergency pod going, something like that. Uh, something happens, like a big commitment, like Adam Miller. We'll get an emergency pod. It won't be very long, but, hey, we'll say, hey, this is what's going on. Get into the content of the news breaking game. Uh, make sure, too, you're tuning into the news every day, uh, 6.30, 7, 7.30, and 8. Um, on the Becky Pitts Morning Show, News with Dan Gee, with the latest information regarding the coronavirus, not only on the national scale, but in the state, but as well as locally. And uh, making sure you're doing all that. Make sure you download us. Make sure you download the WPXN app. It's in the iTunes, Apple iTunes, and the Google Play stores. Pushing the Not online all, formats. Man. Yeah, that's the uh, that news. I listen to it every day at work, every morning, 104.9. Get on it. it. It's good stuff. Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at noon and 4 and 5, you can hear my uh, beautiful voice stumbling and bumbling. Little Kale's Corner action. That's new as well. Um, give us a follow on Twitter. Jay and I, I'm going to be making a Twitter page exclusively for Jay and I to where we can both log in and work on that, give Jay the password. You know, I'm nice like that. Yeah, you are, man. You're playing with fire there. <laughs> That's all right. Hey, you're just as you're I'm telling you, bro, you're the you're the you're the driver of this. I'm just the glue guy. Hey, but the glue guy is what keeps it all together, so guys like me can rant and, you know, do all the the, the joker stuff. Absolutely. You do all the you're the behind the scenes stuff and then we all make it come together, it all works. <laughs> I like being the stats guy to get y'all riled up, by the way. That's gotta be my <laughs> That's got to be my favorite part. But we got that, um, and then you talked about that, Kale's Corner. That's something on the website. So if you, those of you that do know, I write quite a bit. I'm trying to get better at it. I post a lot of stuff on there that doesn't just involve local news, but it goes all the way from the anything I find uh, pertinent. So from the IHSA to the MLB, Fighting Illini, whoever it may be, you can all find that on there. That's got its own brand-new tab on the website. That's all new. So I saw that the other day, man. As soon as I saw the link, clicked in, gave it a little scope job. It's good stuff already. I'm gonna try. What I'm gonna try to do is I'm gonna try to get something on there every morning at least. Because right now, with the, the situation that at hand, with not knowing what's really going on day in and day out with classwork and how that changes every 45 minutes. Um, which is sad because we've only got like four weeks left in the semester, Jay. I don't know if you know that or not, but. Yeah, it's flying by. I know the from my college days, here I am talking like an old man. You've I only been out of college for like a year. <laughs> I know, right? I always remember that uh, early May when everybody else was slaving away, working their butts off. And here I am for like a week, get home in May. Hanging out, chilling. Chilling, Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that's all new. That's all coming. So uh, unless something big happens, you'll probably hear from Jay and I. We'll probably go through that unless he doesn't watch it. He watches them on demand like he has been watching back to back. We'll probably talk about episodes three and four next week and walk see how the Bears did in the draft and some other stuff. That's probably what we'll do next week. And then another thing, too, I got a bunch of interviews lined up. 
bunch of guys that are willing to come on and talk with us, whether it's a Illini, MLB, whole bunch of stuff. Love to hear it, man. The more the merrier. So get us on here, get some different perspectives. People really like those interviews. Go through some, the member, the trivia stuff, uh, the we were talking about the player coach thing. Pacey's going to join us again for that. So that's going to be kind of fun, that episode. He'll be a good fit for that, man. He was really good. Hats off to him again for that trivia, and I know he'll be on here more. So Absolutely. So that's all the new stuff. Don't forget to like, download, subscribe on the Stitcher Radio. You can go to us on the WPXN website or Apple Podcasts. Follow myself on Twitter at KaleFleming10. Follow Jay at JTS11. And follow the station, 104.9 WPXN, all lowercase. Give us a like on Facebook. Get all that good stuff. Download the app. Jay, I'll talk to you probably tomorrow, but we won't hear, we won't hear uh, anything else till next week. Sounds like a plan. Thanks for having me as usual. Yep, see ya.